Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, you ready to do this? I guess. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar, another day, another dollar. <laughs> I forgot my earbuds. I'm all. <laughs> where's your ear, Where's your hearing piece? You got to be able to hear me now. I'm all fired up. It's time for vacation. I'm excited. Yep. You find them? Yep. I'm good. We're going to get this podcast going and get it out <laughs> to the masses. And we're <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about those voodoo wings. Voodoo wings. You know, Mardi Gras coming up. Yeah, I like that idea when you told me, oh, I think I'm going to do voodoo wings. Yeah, well, I thought that's that, a great idea. Well, uh, Katie, that kind of runs the office here for us, is going down to Mardi Gras. And that was, I remember those days when I was, you know, younger than 30, going, <laughs> going to New Orleans <laughs> to go party. <laughs> we need to have, I don't think I could do my, my idea of Mardi Gras now is not so much going and partying, it's going to New Orleans and eating food. So we're yeah, going to talk yeah. about. What we would do if we were going to New Orleans, right? Yeah, I put some Mardi Gras related <coughs> topics on. Oh, it. did you? Good. Uh, but first you ever off, been to like full blown Mardi Gras? No, no. Yeah, Even I, as close as we live, it just. I always knew. I mean, we. You I've know, always been told don't. I'll tell you, my favorite day to go down there is St. Patrick's Day, always, because it's yeah. like Mardi Gras settled down and it was calmed down a little bit. But yeah, that's what I've always heard. You went Pirate Week one week. Yeah, and Pirate Week was awesome, man. It really <laughs> was. I guess it was like celebration of John Lafitte or something like that. Yeah. A famous pirates got they got uh, the black John Lafitte's blacksmith shop or something like that. Down, oh, really? That's what it's called. Where he used to hang out. It's still down there. It's like one of the oldest places in the quarter. <laughs> no electricity, hardly in there. It's all dimly. I took you there a couple yeah, times. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. cool place. It's a um, good little dive bar. It is. So voodoo wings. Voodoo wings. That's first up, and I'm going to tell you what, these wings did not suck. (laughs) (laughs) This might be one of the only videos that I've shot where when we get through taking pictures and I try it, I'm like, put the camera down, we got to eat these wings. (laughs) And there was nothing left but a pile of bones. You got a good picture of it. It was... um... We've done it before, but usually there's other people involved. Yeah, this is just me and you, Michael. It's like I mean, I, what was that fifteen? Bet. It was a fifteen pack of family wings, so that was yeah. thirty piece. I'm, you know, on a good day, I ain't anything. I'm good for a twenty piece wings. So. <laughs> but Michael, man, he surprised me. He ate three or yeah. four whole wings. I mean, that's a lot for him. But well, we filmed this one um, on, on Sunday. Sunday yeah, we're trying to get ahead because we knew we were going on vacation this and next the rain. week. And the rain was here all week. Man, it's flooding. So, the river's up. There's river flood warnings everywhere. I mean, at least we're, we're on high ground. We really ain't got to worry about the flood. But our lake is coming up. I don't think it can flood our house, but our backyard's got a ton of water in it. But, so the weather's been crappy here. So we went, we got our video in on Sunday. And um, this recipe is super simple. I mean, the hardest thing about it is making that sauce. Yeah. I mean, and really, now, you could take this exact technique and put any seasoning oh, yeah. in, any, any sauce, whatever, any buffalo. Just, and, the the key is that vortex on that Weber. Now you can I, the the vortex says it's so good on any grill. Let's so talk about the vortex. The vortex, all it is, is like this metal funnel. Yeah, it's almost it's like wider. A it's wider on one end. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Or a volcano. It looks like school project volcano. Yeah. Make a great one. Put clay all around it. You know, and you could do it. Put the bacon sodium peroxide. Yeah. Make it foam up. It'd be perfect for that. And that's kind of what it is. It makes a volcano in your grill because you know you you fill it up with hot coals. It sits in the center on your fire bat, on your fire grate. Put your cooking grate over it uh, after you fill it with hot coals, and it throws all the heat up straight to the top of the grill. And for a dome shaped grill or something circular like um, an, uh, egg. an egg, the Weber. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of different grills. I've never used it in anything it's but my Weber. Or maybe, I don't yeah, know. and there's there's a there's several different kinds of grills that they say it works on. And for well, more info on that, go check out the Vortex. So a lot of people have asked, could you use it in a rectangular charcoal grill like I, a PK? I'm assuming you could. I've never done it, but the PK's got enough dome shape. Where if you had one, I see the problem is the height of it. I don't know if a small one would fit in there. Yeah. But yeah. something similar like that would work and just cook it on the outer edge because all it's doing is creating an indirect zone. 
And the way the heat works is all that, that heat from those charcoals coming straight up to your grill and it's throwing it down the lid. So you're not getting a ton of heat from below the food. It's mainly coming down on top of it. And it's and moving pretty fast. It's moving. It's pulling the air thing. pretty good. Keep the air moving. flowing yeah. with your exhaust wide open and your top wide open. And I pu- always put a little piece of wood directly over it so it gives me some smoke flavor. And it cooks. I mean, if I had to guess, the, I've never checked the great temp on it. No, it pegs my Weber. Um, dial temp out I because it's on the it. lid it's like it pegged it out like 550 real fast i mean oh. not all the way but it never did get really higher than 550 600 i didn't include this in the video but i got a cool shot of you put the weber lid on and just the temp gauge just went straight spike because yeah. you know that heat's right there on it if i had to guess great temp to cook wings and whole wings in an hour to get them crispy at 190 degrees that great temp was probably pushing 400 degrees that's about, I mean, like if I was going to cook an oven and I wanted to cook wings, it'd be one hour, about 400 degrees, and they should get crispy. You know, the, the whole wings. The, the, yeah, Large whole, uh, party those, wings too. I mean, yeah. they, uh, party wings might cook a little I think they'd cook bit faster. faster. So yeah. 45, I have cooked wings like small ones um, on that vortex in 35 minutes. It just yeah. depends it though. See, it was cooler longer. outside that day. Yeah. The wind was blowing and I was in it a lot more for taking pictures and the, the lid was off more because. Even though in the video it looks like we're, you know, hurry up and checking stuff and getting it back on, sometimes that takes five minutes for you to get the pictures you want. So Mm -hmm. it kind of cools down. So the photography, you know, filming on that's a little (laughs) different than it would be like if I started cooking. cooking. But I would would start checking them at that 45-minute mark with the thermopin. So what I did, I took these whole wings and I took them out of the pack and I dried them really good with paper towel and actually let them sit out a little bit too to air dry before I ever seasoned them. And I didn't put anything on them to help the seasoning stick. I just coated them pretty good. Not super heavy, but I wanted seasoning on all sides. And I used my Cajun seasoning, the the King Crawl. You could use any kind of seasoning you wanted there. If you want to stay in those Cajun flavors for these voodoo wings, I would just watch the salt content. Yeah, if you get like a Tony. Yeah, a Tony Chaucer's or something like that. That's super salty. salty. It's going to blow it away. It's going to be too salty. Yeah. So, you know, you want something that's kind of balanced, has those Cajun tones. And what I mean by Cajun tones is it's got some cayenne in it for some heat. It's got salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, It's got thyme. It's got got these herbs that kind of go. So, to me, Cajun seasoning. It's kind of like a spicy French seasoning. You know, the 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 herbs de Provence yeah, we use. Yeah. It's got the rosemary and the thyme and all that. That's kind of, it's kind of, that's where the French, uh, the Cajuns get their seasonings from. It's French cooking. They, they just put their the spicy, heat. spicy, peppery blend on top of it. I thought about it so, that way, but that's, that's I mean, that's, that's kind of my observation. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it is. That's where the roots come from. So that goes on the wings first. I fired up a, a chimney of charcoal. I used Royal, Royal Oak Briquettes couple of those tumbleweeds, those are great for starting fires. And I got the coals hot. It took, what, 15, 20 minutes for them to – that's yeah. perfect time for the chicken to sit there in the seasoning. Dumped it in the in the vortex in the Weber, opened all the vents, put the grate on place, put me a piece of peach wood right on top. Why peach? I just thought peach went with the fruity flavors. I wanted to go something to the fruit family because I knew this was Cause you've never kind of peach. a sweetie, sweet sauce, you know. Yeah. And um, I just happened to have some peach wood that Jimmy gave me, smokerwood.com. I said, that's a great place for, <coughs> excuse me, find little sinuses. But uh, yeah, that's a great place for it. And so if you noticed in the video that wood actually doesn't burn, I mean, it's sitting over that vortex, but it doesn't, it never comes in contact with the flame. So it just smokes and it pretty much turned it into a piece of peach charcoal. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, it really yeah. did. Yeah. And it put off some good flavor. You could taste it. It had, it gave it the notes, some smoky notes, and you yeah. got a little of the peachiness from it. Peach is one of those that you can go overboard to me. Too much peach, it gets bitter. And so it was, but it was subtle. It was subtle yeah. uh, smoke flavor. The wings, um, I flipped them about 30 minutes in because I wanted them to kind of cook even. And they, you can look, you can tell when I flipped them, they were, they are getting cooked on the bottom, just not as a high rate as they are on top. Uh, you want to make sure whatever you're cooking with that vortex setup that you got it on the outside of the grill. Yeah. Because the closer you get to it, the closer it's going to burn up. Yeah. So that's how it kind of works. That heat radiates down the dome. Now, one thing I also do is rotate that lid because on a Weber, the exhaust is kind of off to one side of the handle. And so that's where the heat's really wanting to get out because that's where it's open. So if you leave it in that same place, everything that's cooking on that part of the grate is going to cook faster. So by rotating it throughout the cook, just figure out if, you're, if your cook's going to take about an hour, 
you want to get three good turns in there. That way the heat's kind of rolling around. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Every it's 15 minutes. It's a good minutes, roll, roll yeah. thumb to check it 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just see what's going on. Right. But with an egg, you don't have that option. But your heat's all coming straight to the and top. And I need to play with the vortex in the egg some so I can talk more on it because I really don't know. Yeah. I've only used it on that Weber. That's the only one I've used it on. Other than when we did a class, I used it on a bigger one. We we'll talk it. about that here in a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so you make some while, really, go ahead. While the wings were cooking, I went ahead and made that voodoo sauce. Uh -huh. You make some really good sauces. I, hey, I try. <laughs> Do my best. And this one was really good. You, it's almost like you made a rum caramel and then added a bunch of. When heat I, to when it. I started thinking about voodoo sauce, I was like, what am I going to do? Cause I just come up with this idea. I'm going to do some voodoo wings and I'll use, you know, Cajun. And then you work and your recipe out. And I worked my recipe out in my head first. <laughs> and so I was thinking I've done, you know, Jack Daniels glazes and I always, you know, mm -hmm. usually start with some butter and then sugar and then and they're de typically de really good. Too. Yeah. yeah. And so I was going the same thing, but I was thinking voodoo. I was thinking rum, and, you know, it's kind of got that Caribbean vibe, that new Orleans thing going down there because they have, you know, a lot hurricanes. of their stuff's rum. Yeah, rum-influenced hurricane drinks and all that. So it went with it. So I just said, I'll just get some good dark rum. That's kind of that voodoo vibe. And I put a shot. So I started out with a little bit of onion, a little bit of garlic, stick of butter. Kind of let the butter brown a little bit as the, you know, the, I let the butter melt completely. And then it kind of got the bubbly and try to cook the foam off of it. It's going to get to that stage where it's clarified. And then if you keep going, it's going to brown. So that's when I threw my onions and garlic in and just let them go just a minute or two. It yeah, doesn't take we long. those pretty fine as I, fine as you can with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it also gave it that texture. That it did in the sauce. And I like that. Yeah. That's very it, Cajun to me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then I put a good pinch of crushed red pepper in there and a shot of rum and the brown sugar. And that's what made the kind of, it was almost like a butter caramel. Yeah, with you know, onions got, and garlic with in it. With onions and garlic in it. And it so but but I had to get it up hot enough. I had to keep it hot enough and bubbling to cook that alcohol and the rum off. Yeah. But what's left is the spiciness of the rum and you get all those natural notes from it. And it really does take on like a vanilla taste. Yeah. And it was that was awesome. And so then I just turned the heat all the way to low, added me about half a bottle of hot sauce. Because normally with a wing sauce, I'd go one stick of butter, one one thing of hot sauce, you know, equal parts. Small bottle of hot sauce, one stick of butter. This, I did half a, half a bottle of hot sauce and kicked the other liquid up with my vinegar sauce because it's got spice, it's got some sweetness to it, and it's got, you know, some more crushed red pepper, the black pepper, the seasonings that's in the vinegar sauce. And the vinegar just goes. It kind of tied the sweetness, the butteriness, all those notes together, and it made a beautiful sauce. It had a pretty red color, and once those wings got done, I just tossed them in it. I mean, it was simple. So but what'd you think about the ranch dipping sauce? Well, okay, let's go back to the sauce. If you weren't, if you didn't have the Killer Hogs vinegar sauce, yeah. what would you substitute for that? Um, you know, I probably would have. I probably would have used like I would have just made me up a quick vinegar sauce, or used a barbecue sauce or something. Yeah. If I didn't have that to use. But I mean, what about like a Captain Rodney's? Would that be? You too could sweet? use it. It's gonna get awful sweet on yeah. you. I mean, Rodney's does have some vinegar in it. And so I, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Like yeah. the book, the book and glaze, or even you could go to the peach route on that. That'd be pretty good. You know, I think what would be really kind of Louisiana ish is that pecan one they have. That might be pretty good in there to give it some different notes. Maybe some vinegar and some yeah, of that. yeah, Apple add some vinegar. cider vinegar in that. Kind of make you a little sauce there and yeah, add to it. That's all, that's I'd have to play with that. I mean, I think I, you could make it work for sure. Yeah, that could mimic that barbecue. Or you could sauce. just add some more hot sauce. Yeah, because it's just, just vinegar. Going. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, hot sauce is mainly peppers and vinegar. Yeah. So it's kind of it is a vinegar sauce, really. Yeah. Anything <laughs> like that would work. I would I would probably start with if I was going to do that, I would use the whole bottle of hot sauce for my liquid, and then I would add it like a, a quarter cup of something sweet to give it that. Whether whether it's a something. pepper jelly or a Captain Rodney's glaze or any kind of glaze like that That'd would work to, to melt yeah. to, to get it all to mesh together. But that would be good. Yeah. They weren't as spicy as I expected them to be. It wasn't was, super, it's not hot. It wasn't, those like, they weren't blowing you down. I no, could have, I it mean, was a now, good heat. the heat, I, I knew that you and Michael were going to eat them. Yeah. If it was been me, I would have added way more crushed red pepper and <laughs> but it kicked it up like, with a little cayenne or something. But, it tasted like voodoo wings. Like, yeah. if you told me this is a voodoo sauce, I'd be like, yeah. 
<laughs> that sauce would be good on a lot of other stuff than wings. I mean, you could fry gator and put on it. You could do a shrimp, fried shrimp mm. in it. I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff with it. Yeah. It's a really good sauce. Heck, I don't I bet it would be good on ribs. I mean, Ooh, I bet it would. Ribs? Yeah. I bet it would. Somebody yeah. tries that, post a picture of it and share it with us. <laughs> I want to know. Um, but it made about, but you well, I made a pint of wings. salt. That recipe made a pint, and I probably used three quarters of it. Yeah. Tossing a pack of wings. And you so. could have increased the heat. Yeah, easy. You could always up and down the heat to your taste if yeah. you want it hotter. If you want it hotter, so, you know, skip my hot sauce and add one that's super hot. Yeah. That would be a good way to get it, you know, if you want to really kick it up. Get a super hot yeah, hot sauce. Yeah, a yeah. super hot hot sauce and put in it. I'm not a I, – I like it spicy, but I don't want it to hurt you spicy. I, mean, I really, That's not how I like to do it. You want it to open you up a little bit but not – be yeah, painful. Not, not be painful, yeah. <laughs> and the King Crawl is not, I mean, it's got some heat, but it's not hot. Yeah. The hot sauce is a hot sauce, it's but it's not hot. Yeah, All the stuff that I do that's hot is more of an eating hot, not a chili head hot. Yeah, it's not yeah. meant to hit your nasal cavities and make you sweat and eyes run and all that. Because that's not what I enjoy. I made these for yeah. me, you know. <laughs> Share them with y'all, but I made them to my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, we talked about the voodoo, we called it the voodoo ranch. We just kind of mixed it up. Yeah. It was Cajun ranch kind of, well, that was something I, I said, we need a ranch to serve these with. We got to have ranch for wings. I hate bottled ranch. Like when you buy it on the shelf at the store, especially for wings. Yeah. You got to have for salad dick. dressing. It's fine. But I want my wings. wing to stand up in my ranch <laughs> dipping sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not run all over the, I don't want to be running down my arm. The, so, the sauce on the wings messy enough. Yeah. I don't want my ranch all over the place. So I've, I'll pretty much every time we do wings, I'll make a homemade ranch, and it's just a ranch packet, cup of mayonnaise, blue plate. Got to get the Louisiana blue plate. Yeah, it's from New go. Orleans. You got to do blue plate. Well, blue plate's the best. It is. Um, but not sponsored by because we like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be more than willing to talk to blue plate personal. I get you a blue plate T-shirt. <laughs> You'd rock it. <laughs> or an advisor or something. Hat. Blue plate. Do you think yeah. blue plate has a Mayonnaise yeah, they have a merch section. They need one. So um, I've actually looked twice. I get you one for Christmas, and I could not <laughs> find anything. <laughs> uh, there's going to be, be more people Christmas. than me. <laughs> so anyway. I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sour cream mayo. Does the so sour cream matter too? The typical uh, Daisy. That's your preferred sour cream brand? I've never used a different brand, but the Turner's got a good one. I would use a Turner, but the cheaper like store brands tend to be more watery. Yeah. Um, so I stay away from the cheaper store brands and and sour cream. But we mix that up, and then you added a few other things to turn it into kind of a voodoo Cajun. Yeah, hot sauce and King uh, Crawl. King Crawl. I wouldn't a lot more. I mean. Do we add any lemon or anything to it? I don't think we squeezed any lemon enough. It was just the hot sauce we and the threw cake. the recipe up there. I wrote yeah. it down as we mixed it up right there on the counter. Yeah, I was like, "This is the first time I ever made that, but it's good." <laughs> it was. It you were just you was like, "All right, how much is this? All right, taste that." I said, "Yep, that's it. Stop." <laughs> exactly what it needs. So we just took our regular ranch dipping sauce and kicked it up. Yep, but it and you could do that. You could change that all kinds of ways. Yeah, too. like a barbecue ranch. That would Ooh, be cool. yeah. So, um, what would Play you do differently? It. Man, cook two family packs. Keep that Weber going. If anybody else wanted some, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to keep going. Now, the one thing that I have learned with cooking on that Vortex, and I learned this on our, um, at our last class we did last week in a grilling class where we did wings, uh, you have to really watch crowding it because you need the airflow. So you can't just pile – you can't pack it as tight as you want with uh, – Beat or it restricts the airflow and it slows down the cooking because it needs that air to cook it. And so that's you know, I if I did two packs of wings, I'd have to do two cooks. There's no you can't really that that great the 22 inch one with that uh small vortex 15 wings is about the you probably could have got 16, but that's about as many wings you know, there at a time. So you're looking at what so 32 pieces of flats and drums, yeah, probably be. Which is a meal for a family. Yeah, but you don't want to pack them. I've seen pictures of people packing them so tight, it's not going to work as well. Yeah. You want to give, make sure there's ample space around everything for air to flow. But on on the class last weekend, that was a huge Weber. So Brian Wesson. um, Son of a butcher. Son of a butcher on Instagram. Barbecue, yeah. uh, um, He come and helped us out 
kind of helped us run the grills while we were doing demos and stuff and getting our food ready for samples. And he brought his, I think actually he let Mark, he, that's the one Mark's been doing recipes on. So I don't know if they Mark, if he bought it from him or how it, it was originally yeah. Brian's grill, Thanks, but so Brian, he, he it was a 26 inch Weber kettle, which is bigger than what I have. And I brought my 22 inch and I had to cook, uh, 96 wings. Yeah. Oh, you know, so we were, we were, we put, cut them. Yeah. So it was 96 pieces. Yeah. It was a hundred. Yeah. Right. No, it was, it was, is that right? Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 96 pieces, individual yeah. pieces. Yes. That's what it was. Cause everybody got two and we have 40 people, 42 people. Yes. So each like you cook 96 so and Mark, Mark cooked 96. 96 and I did all mine on the Weber's with the vortexes, the 26 one and the 22. He, we put a large vortex in the 26 inch grill and Which, packed it. Yeah. And then we packed out my Weber and I was thinking, you know, we're going to cook these in 45 minutes to an hour. Well, with the air restricted like it was, it ended up taking way longer. We ended up having to spread them out and let some air flow. I mean, they got done. We got it there. We handled it. But it was like, you didn't. Say we. Yeah. You were up there I was talking. up there talking. I was doing the demo. I was, I was, I was just like, yeah, I got, we got them on. They're going to cook. I need them here. Y'all bring them to me. I'm going to serve them, show you how to do them and what we normally do. But what you didn't see was those <laughs> wings were way behind. Yeah. We had we to rush them. We completely changed our plan because Mark had his wings. So the deal was Mark did – um. Parmesan. One version of a wing, a grilled wing, and you did one version of a grilled wing, and y'all kind of were showing how you could do, do both yeah. on, on grills. Yeah, different style grills. One was a vortex. Yeah. yeah. And um, Mark's wings got done, and the plan was to put two wings of Mark's, two wings of yours, ranch and celery in one boat, and that's what everybody got. Right. But <laughs> we yeah, had Mark, to kind of. Yeah. Mark's got done when they were supposed to, <laughs> and mine were. Packed. I, I needed one. If I'd have one more Weber grill there with them spread out a little yeah. more, that'd have been. It'll fun. work. Yeah. But it was. If you know, just know if you're going to cook a hundred wings, you need a couple. You need <laughs> three Weber. Do them in batches. Don't you? You'd be better off doing them in batches. We made it work. As oh, they far were great. The they knew, turned out great. Yeah, we I'm had enough. mad because my wing didn't win. Yeah, Mark's wing. Yeah. Mark's wing was good. He cooked them on the grill, a pellet grill. He's got this recipe he's been doing. It's a Parmesan crusted wing. And it really does. I've got to do them. I've, I have to. I haven't cooked at home, and I, and I tried one, and I was surprised. Like he uses uh, his seasoning. I think it's the grind mixed in some just regular old store bought Parmesan shaky cheese, like you put on spaghettios. Yeah. Not the expensive. Yeah, 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 kind. yeah, yeah. yeah. The regular old craft store brand. Yeah. Not even sure it's really Parmesan cheese. It's probably tree bark or something. <laughs> but that's what he mixes with it. And he coats the wings uh, first with like um, an AP and lets them sit and kind of dry brine. And then the, right before he puts them on the grill, he mixes the rub with that Parmesan in the shaker and shakes it on those wings and gets a good coating, almost like you're going to bread them, and then puts it on the uh, pellet grill. Um, run about 300, I think, three. Yeah, 300 degrees, I think, is what he had set out. I don't think it was 325. And it took about an hour. He had flipped them. But, man, it puts a crust on those wings like they were fried almost. I mean, I was I was shocked because I thought I got them really crispy by doing the the um, cornstarch on the Vortex. Then, you know, it kind of duplicated a, a air-fried wing, if you will. You did get them the, the Vortex, yeah. the, but the Gorilla on those Parmesan rings was fantastic. And we didn't even – he didn't even sauce them. That was it. So you could play around with that kind of style wing and come, really come up like if you. I think if we had tossed his in the sauce that I made because I did like a sweet I heat. No, they were so good. I mean, the sauce was good too, but yeah, Mark's wings are they're salty and simple and good and yeah. Well, the, the ones I did were really good. Now <laughs> the sweet heat, the sweet heat sauce was awesome. Yeah, and so I took so I did my my wing was easy. I dry brined them with the AP, same thing as Mark did. Then I hit it with a little hot rub for some spice, but not much as mainly for color. And I like to get all my flavor in the sauce when I'm doing a wing yeah. instead of trying to get it on the wing. I mean, if you get the basics with a little color on it, that's going to come through. But then the sauce is where it's going to really pop. Well, and so we tossed mine. I took a bottle of my regular sauce and mixed it with a bottle of my vinegar sauce. And then I also added some honey, and then I took one stick of butter, one bottle of hot sauce, melted that, got it really hot, poured that over in the two barbecue sauces and the honey, and, it, and put an extra bump of cayenne pepper in there just to give it some spice, and it was a sweet heat wing. And that was actually, 
a recipe that we used to use for chicken thighs that we used to win with. I mean, we've done really good with it, but I just kind of got away from, because I thought it was almost too wingy. Like, because it has that buffalo element mixed with the vinegar and the regular barbecue sauce. And it's got the, I mean, it's really good. It is a sweet heat sauce. So I highly suggest that. And I just went bottle, bottle, quarter cup of honey, good dash of cayenne, one bottle of hot sauce, one stick of butter. That's all that is. It's an excellent. Yeah. Excellent wing sauce. Um, your wings never got real crispy. Well, because they, they were overcrowded the, the, on the yeah, grill. They were overcrowded. Those we were voodoo wings weren't going up against those other wings would have killed it. <laughs> I'm just biased. No, no Mark's Parmesan crusted wings are fantastic. Um, Y'all need to try that recipe. You can go to Swine Life. I was going to say, he has a video, a YouTube video. Yeah, on his uh, Swine Life page on YouTube. Swine Life BBQ. Yeah, he has a video all about that. Um, but I looked out, you know, we, we did an appetizer and we set up in the trailer and, you know, we were doing the boats in the trailer. Um, and I look out and Brian's cooking ribeyes and then he's trying to handle, you know, 200 wings. wings and got 200 oh, wings on deck and he was 10 ribeyes. <laughs> he's having to grill. And we we're in there and just he, talking and demoing <laughs> and seasoning stuff and joking and having a good time. And we got him. He didn't know what he's getting into. <laughs> He got like, broke oh. in real quick. I was like, oh, I might need to help him because he was, he was trying to worry about the ribeyes. You know, he didn't want to overcook them. Yeah, but. yeah. No, they were perfect. They turned out great. Oh, man, the ribeyes were. And the tri-tips. That, shout out to Kevin at the butcher shop for uh, sponsoring us on the class on those. He sent us um, a whole beef ribeye loin, you know, loin. The whole, and we cut them up into two-finger steaks. I think we got 12 steaks out of that mm-hmm. one because they were nice-sized steaks. And, man, they were phenomenal yeah i mean the marbling on them and they were just uh it was a prime it was a prime ribeye so it had the marbling you want the i mean we got to explain kind of the going across it where the steaks come off the rib loid and you know how the you know you get closer to the chuck in it's got the three you know tri muscles going and kind of tapers out to the loin the loin gets bigger as it goes back down the the ribeye so that's how you end up with the smaller spinalis on the that end of steaks and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then we did tri-tip. And, I mean, the ribeyes, we, we brought everybody outside. Uh, you know, Mark cooked one on, a, on the grill. We, we were kind of showing how it's a grilling class. So we had um, a couple Webers. We had a PK. We had a Napoleon. Super Jimmy had that at Memphis Barbecue Supply. Super nice, like, uh, looks like a fancy propane grill. I thought it was a But propane. it was all charcoal. You know, it's got trays in the bottom, and that's where you dump your coals and I mean, don't have a really way to regulate the air. She's got one little damper on it, and that thing will get hot. I mean, we fired it up with two chimneys of coals and a little bit of unlit. They went to 1,000 degrees. And we started it that morning and kind of burned it off and got it toned down. But, man. That's what Brian cooked the ribeyes on. Yeah, they were good. And they, he got a great cook on them. They looked awesome. We, we had used grill grates. Yeah, we had a. We showed how to do that. We made up a compound butter to put on top of it. There's a shot of that on Instagram. You can see the ribeyes on the grill with the butter on them. They look really good and then we cut them up and everybody got a few strips of ribeye and some mushrooms and i went out there when he cooked the tri-tips normally you know i do tri-tips i like to sear them and then get them off to the side and kind of bring them up slow that way i don't know if that's what they did he do them he started on the pellet grill kind of reverse seared them yeah he brought them up slow and then seared them at the end the end yeah yeah and that's a fine that's a fine technique too well especially for a class <clears> like <throat> that because we could bring in control a, uh, them. yeah and then right before it was time to serve them. They were money. Yeah, they were. And they were some, they were, pri- <laughs> they weren't, they were just prime tri-tips. They were, on, they were a, a little on the small side. They were like two pounds. They were. They were smaller. Thin, but man, when they, the, the cook was perfect on them. Was, yeah. I like those rare. And when they come, I had, I actually, that was the one thing that I tried. I tried the rib. I, I really wouldn't, you know, that early in the day, or what time we start that class? One? Yeah. I didn't eat many of the wings, but by the time the ribeyes come out, I had to try one of those in the tri-tip. It was like, it's almost dinner time. So but I'm trying that. that we served really that one with a cilantro lime coleslaw. So the tri-tip. talk about, everybody wanted to know the recipes to the appetizer we served. And that's the one that we've been talking about for a few weeks. Yeah. It's just a Ritz cracker, a scoop of palmetto cheese, a slice p- of. Pimento palmetto. <laughs> pimento palmetto. And then. um, Cajun. Uh, no, a country, country pleasing. pleasing. Smoked sausage, the original. We cook it back. and cut it into, you know, slices. And then you top that with a spicy garlic pickle. Easiest, easiest appetizer barbecue. Yeah. But, man, it's delicious. Um, and then 
Then we paired the, what was it? Then Wings. What you, wings got the homemade ranch. Yeah. Um, With some carrot, celery and carrots. The mushrooms. That's mm-hmm. what with the ribeyes. Yes. So we skewered, like, you got three or four, uh, what would you call them? Steakhouse white, mushrooms? Yeah, steakhouse mushrooms. This, if you've had, like, a white button mushroom, we started with, you'll never guess. <laughs> butter. Lots of butter. <laughs> Butter, garlic, garlic Worcestershire, how do you say red wine, red wine, say Worcestershire, Worcestershire, uh, red wine. Um, Is there any, did you put little, salad or anything in there? Mm-mm. And then a little bit. You can. I have before. Yeah. I kind of get in. I really don't have a recipe. I just kind of start adding and dumping. You know. Yeah. I just sauteed my garlic. I know, I know you had it smelling. The whole trailer was like. <laughs> people kept walking by, like, "What are y'all cooking in there?" And so we brought out this Is big it? roaster. Like, think of That's a slow cooker. Yeah, think of a slow cooker on steroids. It's, like <laughs> a, it's a big trough-looking roaster. You know, it's got the dial yeah. on it. You can turn it up to, what, it says 500 degrees. I don't know if it would really get that hot. Will but it? I use gr- grind. Oh, for the seasoning. Yeah, so. uh, swine life grind. Okay. Because it has some parsley in it and some savory nuts. So you seasoned yeah. it up with that? Yeah. Just put your how many? Just put some sticks of butter in there and dumped all the mushrooms If I'm doing in. it just at home, I'm going to do maybe a half a stick of butter. Couple, you know, minced garlic. Couple tablespoons of Worcestershire. Yeah, couple quarter tab- cup of red wine or yeah. something like that. Just a couple good splashes. It might be a couple tablespoons of red wine and a quarter of okay Worcestershire, and then just, let, just them, let them reduce. Yeah, just let them reduce. Sit there. The alcohol will cook off, and there, th- season yeah. them with AP or any type of you know just salt and pepper. Whatever you want. Yeah, and they're fantastic. The one thing the um liquid, people wanted that recipe, yeah. so that's that was what we sent out. The one thing I you said that you, I sent it out. Yeah, it doesn't reduce in a crock pot. You cannot reduce well a sauce well in a crock pot. You need that saute pan. Yeah, larger surface area. But it worked and it was delicious. The sauce just didn't thicken up the way I wanted it. Yeah, there. yeah. Like I like to do. You know who's got bread. some of the best ones of those restaurant? The Como Steakhouse. Yeah. And it was a lot, it was yeah. real similar to that. They're just simple mushrooms cooked in butter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> with a little you can't bit go of seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with it. Um, and then we did the cilantro lime slaw mm-hmm. with the tri tip. And that was a really good coleslaw. Yeah, it was. It was different. It had a, more of a sour creamy base than a mayonnaise base. Um, Do you use any mayonnaise? Yeah, a little. But um, sour cream and, uh, you know, cilantro, lime. Seasonings. What seasonings did you put in it? Uh, grande Gringo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and AP. Those were your recipe. You came and a jalapeno, fresh them. diced jalapeno. And poblano. And a poblano, yeah, yeah that's right. I cut right. those up for you. I remember that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that was a class, and it went great. Um, thanks to Memphis Barbecue Supply. Yes. They hosted that class for us. Um, Smokerwood gave some wood for everybody. Royal Oak. Donated a box of tumbleweeds for everybody, so you got to take on a box of tumbleweeds. That was awesome. Um, Grilla, uh, grills gave some koozies, so. Sticker we had a koozies. decent yeah. little goodie bag. Heck yeah. And we had recipe cards for everything. All stuff we use. Yeah. How did it go up front? Because all I know is what's oh, going in the back of the house. It went really good. It was a good class. A lot of good questions. Um, you know, it, they always seem to go fast. It was three hours, um, you know. Yeah. We have another one coming up this weekend down at Grills in Mississippi, and it's going to be backyard barbecue skills. I think this one will go much and, easier. Yeah. I'm excited about it, too. Yeah. Because as soon as it's over, get on a plane and go to Jamaica. <laughs> this weekend's Valentine's Day weekend. It is. It is. So, That's why we're going to Jamaica. I'm taking I, my <laughs> Valentine to Jamaica. Don't um, expect no flowers tomorrow or chocolates. You got to wait. Well, we do holidays a little different than most people. Holidays. I like that. That's usually what you end up doing, hollering at me. <laughs> we do our holidays. We do our holidays different. Well, Mother's Day is load in from MSMA. Yeah. Father's Day is always a barbecue contest. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Valentine's Day, we usually are That's cooking. just a made-up holiday anyway. <laughs> so Our anniversary is during championship season. We're usually yeah. cooking on our anniversary. Um Labor Day's plant and food plot. (laughs) (laughs) What holidays? So let's talk about Valentine's Day cooking real quick. Okay. Valentine's (laughs) Day. Go spend some money at the store first. You need to go buy a box of chocolates and flowers and cards. But then, now, to me, the perfect thing to do for Valentine's Day is stay home. Yeah. And 
you know, make the kids go upstairs or wherever. You ain't got to send them off. Just give you, give, set up a little private dinner for you and your love. That's what we do. I mean, and that's, you know, I've, I've done, and I, and I usually do, I go and get some nice fillets. And I usually do some mushrooms and some asparagus in the oven. Usually shrimp uh, cocktail. Usually a shrimp cocktail. That's easy to do, too. You like candles? You fold I the do. fancy little fold napkins? the fancy napkins. I get a water pitcher out, fill it up with water instead of water glass and a wine glass. Lots of wine. Lots of wine. At least the one big magnum. Maybe two. Depending on how you feel. <laughs> last year. <laughs> last year we did do that. Did I, do, I don't think I, I don't really do dessert. I've always promised you I'm going to do your creme brulee, but I still hadn't done it. Did you buy dessert or anything? Or I think I may have got it? some cheesecake yeah. from like City Hall Cheesecake, Hernando. But typically, I'll do a filet or we'll split a big ribeye or something like that. Or even, I've yeah. even done flat iron. It doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, this is all stuff you probably have at home. You just dim the lights and light a couple of them little whatever candles you got around and cook you some nice steaks and, and Usually I've done a baked potato before, and you know. Last year I looked back at my pictures when I was I, making notes for this. Is that when I scooped look, out the little? I took the little melon baller and scooped out the butter. Oh, you went and all out. Yeah. Made little butter balls and put them back in the refrigerator and got them hard and had them set out there for you on a little plate. Yeah, you had like a um, cheese and the chives and the butter and the sour cream in these little cups. And, like you used at a steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. But that's, I mean, to me, a steak dinner for two is is probably about. That's my go-to for a romantic dinner, yeah. whether it's Valentine's or I'm just trying to kiss up. Woo me. Yeah, woo you a little bit. Um, I'm going to cook a steak, you know? Steak is obvious. That's obvious. Yep. What's some other options? To me, crab legs. Crab legs, yeah. That's a decadent one. <laughs> or uh, a grilled shrimp or a grilled fish or something. Yeah. I'm, yeah, to me, what I don't do a lot of fish in the wintertime, so I don't really do it for Valentine's, you know? To me, if I was going to cook fish, it's going to be summertime True. cooking. You could do steakhouse chops. Yeah, steakhouse chops would be a good. One. Those oh, I'll tell you what, um, really would be good. Those little pork tenderloins, you could you could season those up and then uh, start them off like a reverse sear, bring them up and then sear them off and then cut them into little medallions and pair them with a uh, a little reduction wine mm, reduction yeah. sauce with some be- roasted vegetables. That'd be and a little some romantic. Potatoes, yep, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. But steak is where it's at, especially if you got a woman that likes steak. If you don't have a woman that likes steaks, get rid of the one you got and go find your steak woman. <laughs> That's my best advice for that. And if she's a vegetarian, I don't know what you're going to do. Run. I guess you can look at it as it's more meat for you, but most of them will look down their nose at you if you're eating something good and bloody. Have you ever had somebody look at you funny for eating red meat? Oh, yeah. How do you treat it? Lean in, <laughs> like your style. I, lean I look in. at him in the eye and go, <laughs> "No, that we were at." Look at you, you poor nurtured person. <laughs> if it comes down to it, apocalypse. I'm gonna last longer. <laughs> we were at. Uh, I'm eating for the apocalypse. What's that's the re- <laughs> that's a good T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. What's the restaurant where they cut the meat off the the, they bring it around on sticks and cut it off for Texas, you? The, Texas Day Brazil. Yeah. We were at Texas Day Brazil one time and someone cut uh, and they said we got lamb. It's rare and I said ooh I'll take it and they cut it off and it was pretty rare and everybody heard <laughs> the people that were we were with kind of looked and was like that looks really rare and like had that look of disgust on their face <laughs> and I just. It was excellent. Yeah. yeah that was probably- I enjoyed it even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you shame me for eating my red meat. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> uh, so, New Orleans, Mardi Gras. Yeah. So, that's what we're going to talk about this yep. week. And I don't know a great deal about Mardi Gras itself. I just know it's an excuse to party. And if that's all you need is yeah. an excuse and and. uh Louisiana to party. No, it's kind of a state. It's not just the parades um, down in New Orleans. The I mean, all the little towns and communities do their own version of celebrating Mardi Gras. Yeah. So growing up pretty close to New Orleans, we were within three hours or less of New Orleans. The rule was you don't go to New Orleans during Mardi Gras. You either go the week after, the week before. You know, you, you, you go at a different time or you go to any of the other towns surrounding it. It was because... All the crazies descend yeah. down the crescent. It's city. not fun. It gets really? so crowded. And, and, yeah. yeah. My brother uh, Waylon and Yvonne, um, my sister in law, they used to go 
to Mardi Gras all the time. They loved it. They went to the parades. They had the routes. They would bring back, you know, totes full of beads. And they would always get the coconuts. That You know, some of the parades are famous for handing out coconuts. And it's a rarity if you get one of those. That's like one of the big pass outs that people try to get. Oh, really? They would take fishing nets. I remember Waylon coming back saying, yeah, we almost went to jail. You know, I got to fight. Vaughn's fighting people because they got this big fishing nets catching stuff. <laughs> it gets serious down there. That ain't, that ain't why I go. My idea going to to New Orleans is to go down there for the food. Now I like to partake in beverages just like, you know. Any not as much as. Good Southern man, but not as much <laughs> as I used to because I'm older. And now, so well, I kind of <laughs> trek down there when I go to New Orleans, it's more to go for the food, for, you know, to see stuff, not to party. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have a few drinks, but they're different. Yeah. Yeah, you do it in a more comfortable environment. That's right. Not just. You don't have the big. I'm not throwing out beads to see boobs. That's not my <laughs> thing anymore. I've seen a bunch in my time. <laughs> so what's your favorite place to eat? Well, see, my trip to New Orleans starts going down I-55 South from Hernando. Usually the first stop is a Lexington exit in Mississippi. <laughs> For It's probably a little over halfway to Jackson, Mississippi. And they've got a gas station. That's a good you know, pit stop. You need yeah. to use the restroom, get some fuel, whatever. They got a Southern Pride smoker in there right there behind the counter. And they do barbecue right there in this gas station. Are you talking and about the gas station? The chicken wing place. Yes, the smoked chicken wings. And I always get some smoked chicken wings when I go there. That's usually the first stop. And Mark Lambert turned me onto that place. We were going we were going to New Orleans to go to Hawksford Calls one year. And he's like, Man, you ever stopped at Lexington? I said, No. He said, Oh, you gotta check this place out. And it's just a gas station. Yeah. You know, it's nothing fancy, you know, normal gas station. They got a Southern Pride right there through the wall. So it's like the counter's here with their hot box and all their food. You turn around, the cooker's right there, and it smells fantastic. And I've had their breakfast. The breakfast is good. Yeah, we got their breakfast last time we were heading down. Yeah. Where were we going? Oh, to the shed. To the shed, yeah. yeah. So that's my first stop. It's probably, what, two hours from home? What do you order there? Chicken wings. Smoked chicken yeah. wings. Yeah. I got to get a sack of them. Get like <laughs> three wings in a roll or something like that. Coming to sack. That's it. The only problem with that is wings driving down the road. Oh, no. You just flick the bottles out the window. <laughs> Mark Lambert taught me that. Throw them right out the window. Something's going to eat them. Something's going to eat them. Yeah, them buzz- <laughs> 55 buzzards going to get them. So the next stop, usually now, depending, if we got time to kill, you might hit Waterburger <laughs> in Jackson <laughs> right off the interstate. Not the one that's like on County Line Road. The one that's on down, was it State yeah. Street or High Street? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's High Street. I think, I'm not positive. I think that's what it is. So it's right like going to the Capitol. Get off there. Get your water burger. Now, you got to bear with me. This is the beginning of an eating trip going to New Orleans. <laughs> then you get back on the road about two and a half more hours. You pull off in Kentwood. And that's as soon as you cross the state line. Like you're getting into Louisiana. Kentwood is the first exit. You know what's special about Kentwood? Besides the Chevron I'm about to tell you about. <laughs> It's Britney Spears. It's the home, home of Britney Spears. Yeah, that's their claim to fame. Yeah. So you pull off at Kentwood, and there's this old Chevron. Like half of it is bingo parlor, or like or something. Bingo parlor underground know. casino. Like they got all these gambling machines. I'm not sure they're legal, but there's people in there playing them. And like you got to go over to that side to go to the bathroom, but you come back to the other side, and it's run by these uh, Asian people, and it's like they're cooking Cajun, so it's kind of Cajun. That's <laughs> what it is. But they've got, like, man, they've got some of the best crawfish boudin. Yeah. Going right balls. there. They do boudin balls and they do these tempura fried shrimp. And it's not, it's like a Cajun, fr- it's like Cajun seasoning, but it's like tempura batter. So they're light, crispy, fried perfect. They just, that's the first place that going down that way that you can stop and you can actually get some shrimp. It tastes like it's got some iodine to it. You know, it's yeah, got that yeah, yeah. Gulf flavor. It, they're fantastic. They got all kinds of other stuff, Cajun stuff in there. Yeah. But got to hit that Kent one. Then that takes you on down. You cross the, you know, you go over the lake and all that, mm-hmm. coming into New Orleans, and then cruise you right on in. That's how I go to New Orleans. Then what do you do when you get there? Well. My favorite, my first stop, I always like to go to Toops. Toops. Uh, that's, you know what? I wrote that on my list. Go see Chef Isaac at Toops. If you've never been to Toops Meadery, it is a little restaurant in a neighborhood. It's owned by Chef Isaac and his wife. Yeah. And I don't He's know. got an awesome cookbook. Oh, yeah. Chasing the Gator, yep, I think is what yep. it's called. He's an awesome, awesome chef. 
and he does probably the best chicken sandwich I've ever ate. I agree. You know, you think Popeyes or Chick Fil A is good? Yeah. If and I, and I suggest going with somebody, and then well, somebody ordered a chicken sandwich, somebody get the burger, split them, and then that way you get best of both worlds. It's fantastic. But he also does a charcuterie board, and that you know. That might be the first place I actually had a real charcuterie. Like a house-made Yeah, like a house-made where, where he was making the terrines of the pork, and he had, like, sheep's tongue that he had pickled some kind of way. Yeah. And it had boudin balls, but it's different. It had blood sausage. I mean, fantastic stuff. Yeah, but it's all stuff that he's made. Oh, Rion's, the Rion's, is that how you say it? It's kind of like, think of... Best pork belly burn ins that you've had <laughs> cooked down even more in this sticky, sweet sauce. And it's just, oh man. Is it pork sucking. belly? It's usually cuts up pork belly, but something like that. Yeah. That's cut in little tight, smaller cubes than what we do the the belly burn ins or the yeah. pork belly burn ins. But yeah. And they cook them down. That's really, <clears throat> really, that's probably the inspiration behind the pork belly burn ins is that. Or that's what the, the technical culinary term would, would French be. term would yeah, be is yeah. of some kind. I guess that's how you say it. I'm not French, but but Chef Isaac does them phenomenal. Oh yeah, I would. And he's always got different dinner. specials. We've never yeah. had dinner there. No, it's always been lunch because yeah. we usually go there. It's a great lunch spot. It's not crowded. He'll come out and talk to you. He's got two locations now in New Orleans. Oh, does he? I yeah. know that. Um, got to get some beignets. Yeah, they're There's good. There's two places. Uh, usually, uh, what's the it's the Crescent City uh, one out by the park? Yeah, I really it's like. right across the street from the C- City the Park. Not not Dumont that you're talking about. That's down uh, downtown. It's or, not right across from. No, it's at City Park. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. I think it's Crescent City beignets. Uh, they're the, okay. Uh, they're good. They're, I mean, it's a donut. It's a New Orleans style donut. Yeah. I like them. I mean, heck, I'm, yeah, they're good. I'm a big fan of them. I don't they're know messy. if I'd stand in line for two hours for. No, I wouldn't do that no. either. Um, so I've talked about the best chicken sandwich. Oh, where's your best favorite place to go grab a po' boy? Man, that's a tough one because there's two kinds of po' boys I like. I like the beef for the day, the beef debris po' boy, which is not like a traditional when people think of it. It's Almost really like good. It's like a pot roasty po' boy. Yeah, and I'm going to do a take on. We're going to talk about that after a while. But <laughs> my talk. second, and this one's not a traditional po' boy either. It's at Bourbon House, and it's a barbecue shrimp po' boy, and they take that really good, fresh, was it a lion and hammer's bread, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they instead of cutting it like you would a sandwich, they kind of hollow it out from one end. And they stuff it full of barbecue shrimp. And barbecue shrimp's like the Cajun version barbecue shrimp, where it's shrimp cooked in this buttery, Worcestershire, spicy sauce. Kind of like those mushrooms. Kind of. It kind of, <laughs> kind of is, yeah. They, and the sauce is as good as the shrimp. Yeah. But they stuff that down in that loaf of bread. And so and they don't it cut it. It's not a barbecue flavor. No, it's no, no. Like it's buttery, not, Worcestershire, yeah. spicy. Yeah. I don't know why they call it barbecue shrimp. I don't know. It's not barbecue at all. It's more like. A butter. Cooked in butter, yeah. Or it's not really sauteed because it's a lot of sauce. Yeah. But that's in there. And as you eat it, you eat it from the top, they fill it. You don't uh, cut it in half or anything. And it is so good. That's, I mean, there's a lot of great po'boy po- places, but that's, those are my favorite too. The Bourbon and, House is one of my favorite restaurants down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've got that on my list. Um, Emeralds is good. I had the best. If you, you haven't lived until you go to Bourbon House and get the Le Grand Plateau. <laughs> if you like seafood, it's just like fresh seafood tower. That's what it is, a seafood tower. And it's got oysters, shrimp, lobster, crab. There's different little salads, fresh seafood oh, yeah. salads on it. I mean, it's just pandemonium. I love it. We got it last time, and Michael would just happen to be with us, and he was not impressed. <laughs> he was all <laughs> excited about it, like, yeah. We told him how good it was, and then he was like, this is it. Because, I mean, it's not kid stuff. It's not kid stuff at yeah. all, no. And they got great it's bourbon weird. there, too. Yeah, they do. That's one good thing about Bourbon House. Heck, yeah, we got to try some bourbon that um, we've never tried before. There was a bottle, because they have this huge display of bourbon. There was a bottle of bourbon that I really wanted. It was some kind of boss hog bourbon. I was like, oh, that'd be so good to get Malcolm for Christmas. Oh, really? And I looked it up. It was like a $600 bottle of bourbon. Uh, yeah. Nothing for you. <laughs> 
Now, my favorite meal was, um, was probably the emeralds. Yeah. That we was got the to best do the chef's. We got to use the. We got to sit at the back of the chef's table inside the kitchen. They had like this little corner set off. That was an experience of a lifetime. We yeah. were very, very lucky we got to do, <laughs> to do that. that. And I Chef Slater was, uh, he's actually Emerald's son in law. He's married to one of Emerald's oh, daughter. They, yeah. oh, okay. And uh, he was the head chef there at Emerald's when we were there. And I've ate there a couple times. One time. Is he still the head chef there? I, I don't think, think so. I think uh, he's moved on and yeah. he's on up into development or something. Yeah. I don't think he's doing that anymore. But he, um, he's a world renowned he, chef. He cooked. I don't know how many courses it was for us. It was probably five or six. It was amazing. It was amazing. But the one that stood out the most to me that I still remember is I've never seen anybody bring a pot of crawfish out. They put they brought out this big chopping board. You know, think of two of the boards that I have that I do my cooking on, you know, at demoing on for videos. They brought out two or three of those and a pot of crawfish and dumped it on them right there at the end of the kitchen. And then he brought out all these fried redfish and made this arrangement in front of us where it looked like these fish were they were fried now, whole. And it looked like they were jumping in and out of that crawfish. And it was just like this. And he just went at it. I mean, <laughs> it was, what was there, 10 of us? Something like Maybe. that. Maybe it was amazing. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> we were very, very lucky to get to do that. That was one of the best meals I ever had in my life. It was an experience. And then we had steak, and we had all kinds of other stuff. Fried that chicken. Was, that was just one course. Yeah. The fried chicken there was, oh, man, it's fried chicken. <laughs> New Orleans fried chicken. Amazing. If you ever get a chance to eat at Emeralds, you need to. Um, what's the other restaurant we went to? Is me, you, and Yvonne, and Michael? Tableau? Yeah, Tableau. It? Yeah, it's really yeah, good, too. It was good. Um, that was, the, yeah, I, had, I forgot. The, what's the oyster house that we go to that's really good? Felix's or Acme. Yeah. Drago's is the one I like that's not even, it's like outside of New Orleans a little bit. There's one, there may be one downtown, but the one I like is outside a little bit. And they do the best char-grilled oysters. And there's actually, I think there's one in Jackson, Mississippi now. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's like right there by the Honeyman Hotel we stayed in. What was that, the Hilton? But it's Drago's Oyster. It's a really good oyster house. And they do fire uh Char-grilled oysters. I mean, they are so good. If you like try, I mean, that's what I like. You know, New Orleans isn't. You know, they have barbecue there. It's not really a big barbecue town, but a lot of the stuff that is grilled. So you can get the fish grilled any kind of way. Char-grilled oysters. Um, one of the other favorite places to go. And I think I've talked about this on a podcast before. Is Tan Den. It's oh, a Vietnamese gosh, restaurant. I forgot about that. Man, they had these grilled. Uh, it was like quail. Remember those little quail that we got? Yeah. They were so amazing. And then they did a curry goat's neck. Even that was, I mean, that's something that I would never order, but I tried it there on recommendation. Uh, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was like some of the most succulent meat you could ever eat cooked down in this curry sauce. I'm not a huge curry fan, but it wasn't like. It was a, just. It was good. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like a nasty and, curry. Like yeah. Sometimes you think a curry has been smelly and all that. This wasn't. This was flavor town. It was really good. And, Ta, um, but Tan did. I love. Ever since then, I've seeked out Vietnamese food when I go places because it it might look like a hole in the wall place, and but you go in there, and man, they're cooking some. I haven't found stuff. one as good as the Tan They yeah. had a lemon. Pepper. Even their spring rolls, their shrimp yeah. spring rolls, and the, the little paper wrappers, lemon pepper sauce, um, calamari. Yeah, that was really good. good. Yeah. And then I took it. Then we were, we did most of those things on our trips, cooking hogs for the cause. And that yeah. got me back to barbecue, because <laughs> hogs for the cause is a big barbecue contest. It's actually an MBN sanctioned event, but it's not ran like a typical MBN contest because it's all about raising uh, money for um, it's pediatric brain cancer. I mm-hmm. believe is what they're raising money for. And um, the way they do it, all most of the time, a lot of these big chefs sponsor teams or have teams businesses from around the new orleans area get together and put barbecue teams together so we got in, uh, invited down the first year to cook with emeralds team and um so that i did i think we did it three times maybe we cooked, went down and cooked calls for cross two or three yeah um first time we went down i was just kind of like helping out because they already had their plan and what they were going to do um they have like a chef's division where they can cook any kind of dish they want then they had the barbecue categories and you could cook hog you could cook uh, rib or you could cook and shoulder three categories but there wasn't on-site judging like at a typical mbn it was all and blind. you turn in a little 
description card. Yeah, and you is, had the description of everything you that's had the to only do. Contest I've um, ever part seen of their that. part of their uh, points that you get for categories was raised on how much money you raised on the day. Because what they did, they let you set up a booth and actually sell the food. Yeah. So they want they encourage you to. You took tickets. It wasn't cash. It was just tickets. And I guess they sold tickets yeah. at booths, and then the we people like, come by. And you did you could sell a slider. You could sell whatever you wanted, really. Um, I know the first year we went that Chef Slater did um, a confit pigtails, and he did them like a buffalo style. They were so but the, good. They were, and they were, it sounds crazy, but it's diggum pigs tails that he cooked for. I think I don't know how long. He said like twenty four hours confit, and then let them cool in the refrigerator. And he took them out of that fat, and they just were you know heated them back up, tossed them in his buffalo sauce, and they were succulent. I mean, they were. <laughs> it was like there's he no way. He fried them, didn't he? Yeah, they because they they, were, they, they took deep, deep fried them, so yeah. it, so it, like they were super tender, flash fried, and then tossed them in the wing sauce and buffalo pigtails, and, the, and it was. It didn't go over well. No, people didn't know what it was, but <laughs> they it were was, very like, Ew, which. Uh, I mean, it's tail of a pig. You mean, you know what a pig's tail looks like? It's a curly, <laughs> gristly thing, but it would melt in your mouth, and it has more meat on it than you think. Yeah, it was just amazing. I thought they were. Yeah, they were really good. They didn't do well. But he also <laughs> did a pozole, like it was a Mexican hangover yeah, soup. Yeah. And, and that was, really was fantastic. And um, I think we did pretty good in ribs and shoulder. We didn't do hog that year. We didn't have a hog cooker mm-hmm. with us. But the next time we came back, we brought a hog cooker. We did hog. Um, we did some type of po' boy that we sold Yeah, to the was crowd. It, was it a pulled pork po' boy, wasn't it? it, it I think I so. Remember. It had some type of slaw. It was different. Yeah, you know, it, was it wasn't different. just a... But anyway, we ended up winning grand champion that year. Yeah. I mean, we did. We raised enough money. The floods came, and there's water everywhere. It's torrential, but then it cleared up on the last day when we were actually doing the selling. We raised some money, and we ended up uh, winning grand champion with the hog. I think. Yeah, that's what it was. The hog was so good that day, and uh, that's an awesome contest. If you ever get a chance to go down there, and that, since that was at City Park, but they moved it now, but quite sure because it was flooding so bad down there yeah, it's in the yeah, spring yeah. it's like coming up in march and i think the reason why i'm not going this year it's always on your birthday so we kind of backed off of going a little bit i got invited this year but i'm not going we're not going to make it oh birthday. really yeah well, we already got stuff yeah i've got right. contests i gotta do yeah um but that's a great one the year after it's for a great cause we won i don't think we went back and there was footage of people actually in in canoes or paddling through the side yeah, yeah, there was rough. so much water that's right that's right. I don't even. Did they end up having it that year? They can't. They did have it. it. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think it's ever been canceled. It's just they it make do with what they can. Yeah. But that's a great contest. That's a good one to go see. Um, it's in New Orleans. It's, it's in, in spring. New Orleans. It's after spring. Mar- you know, yeah. well after Mardi Gras. It's not real crowded there. Um, at that time, you can go to the, you know the weather is awesome. That March weather in New Orleans is fantastic. That's why I said St. Patrick's Day is a great time to be there. It's just the weather's so good. Yeah, you can sit on a patio kind of weather. Oh, yeah. Well, that's about all we got. <clears throat> when we come, we'll have to ask Katie um, what it's we'll get, like. Yeah, we'll Mardi get some Gras. more details on what Mardi Gras is like now when, when Katie comes back after. It'll be two weeks because yeah. we're probably we're not going to have a podcast next week. Nope, no video, no We're podcast. going to be on the beach. I'll be enjoying some. Uh, rum drinks. Rum drinks. Eating some jerk. Whatever else. What are you most excited about? Um, no alarm. <laughs> no alarm and meat pies, right? <laughs> are you gonna eat some Jamaican beef patties? Of course. And some jerk, jerk chicken and jerk pork. Get jerk some fish. red stripes. Can't wait, Mom. Yeah, I'm ready to warm my bones a little eat. bit. Yeah, me too. Well, uh, Shell, where can they find us? Uh, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. And one last thing before I forget, the meetup in Memphis, the Basin Ribs Meatheads meetup. Yep. Last uh, weekend in July. Last weekend in July. And if you I talked about it last week, if you're interested in going, you have to go to com. but there's only 30 or 40 seats left I in the whole so, thing. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to throw that out there. Um, hey. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And we're going to, oh, I didn't talk about my sandwich. I'm, I guess I'll okay, just what be you got surprised. coming up? I'm doing a take on a New Orleans po' boy, a debris po' boy, but I'm going to do it Mississippi style with a Mississippi pot roast version. And I know everybody's seen the Mississippi pot roast. That's where you do the butter and the pepperoncinis and the ranch packet on a chuck roast and a crock pot. Well, 
you know I ain't doing it in a crock pot. I'm doing it in a smoker. So that's coming. And we'll be doing that when I come back. And you're going to turn, instead of serving it as a pot roast, you're going to turn Serve it, it as a po' boy. Yeah, yeah, same. It's a Mississippi, it's a Mississippi po' boy. I love it. I love this idea. So that's coming up. But We kind of did a little test run this week. and Yeah, it turned out fantastic. That's why I said <laughs> I got to do a video on this. This is, this is too good not to share. So thank you all for hanging out with us today. And we will see you all in two, two weeks. weeks.